listening to Merciful Like the Father, a reflective resource for the season of Lent. This Lenten podcast, produced for the Jubilee of Mercy, invites prayer, conversation, thought and reflection. Each programme starts with a prayer to lead us into an attentiveness to the Word of God. We'll then hear a passage from the Scriptures which reveals something of God's tender, merciful love to us. Our reflection comes from the Benedictine Scripture scholar, Father Henry Wandsborough, who seeks to deepen our understanding of the way God reaches out in love. Finally, we pray our final prayer together. Jesus stands knocking at our door, inviting us to be open to him and to allow him to transform our lives with the love he brings. As we allow Christ to make his home within us this Lent, let us allow ourselves to rediscover the merciful face of the Father because we know his merciful love in Jesus. So let's begin with our prayer. God of power, God of mercy, you bring forth springs in the wasteland and turn despair into hope. Look not upon the sins of our past, but lift from our hearts the failures that weigh us down, that we may find refreshment and life in Christ, our liberator from sin, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. Our scripture passage is taken from St. John's Gospel, telling of the encounter between Jesus and the woman caught in adultery. We encounter the forgiving love of God which liberates, transforms and gives life. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At daybreak he appeared in the temple again, and as all the people came to him, he sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and Pharisees brought a woman along who had been caught committing adultery and making her stand there in full view of everybody, they said to Jesus, Master, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery and Moses has ordered us in the law to condemn women like this to death by stoning. What have you to say? They asked him this as a test, looking for something to use against him. But Jesus bent down and started writing on the ground with his finger. As they persisted with their question, he looked up and said, If there is one of you who has not sinned, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he bent down and wrote on the ground again. When they heard this, they went away one by one, beginning with the eldest, until Jesus was left alone with the woman who remained standing there. He looked up and said, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she replied. Neither do I condemn you, said Jesus. Go away and don't sin any more. In his fourth reflection, Father Henry reflects upon this encounter with the woman of St John's Gospel 
as well as allowing us to see something of Jesus' tenderness towards women in the Gospels. Here is a love and compassion for all men and for all women. The readings which the Church provides for us at the Eucharist during Lent are all about the divine mercy. We start with the Old Testament readings, the first reading. The first reading starts with the situation of humanity. In one year, it's the fall, which needs divine mercy. In another year, it's Noah after the flood, when the world is renewed. And in this year, it's the offering. My father was a wandering Aramean, and he offered to the Lord. It's the response to the divine mercy. And then the Old Testament readings go on through the covenants, the covenant with Abraham, the covenant with Noah, the covenant with David, and then for this Sunday, the new covenant, which is prophesied in Isaiah. The gospel readings are most interesting. In each year, we have the testing of Jesus in the desert for 40 days, and then the transfiguration on the second Sunday of Lent. In year A, we have the great mysteries preparing for Easter, water, light, and life, the living water, the light given to the blind man, and life given to Lazarus. This year, year C, we have principally Luke's gospel, and we have the parable of the fig tree, which is given another chance to produce figs. And in the fourth Sunday, we have the prodigal son, and at the fifth Sunday, we have the story of the woman taken in adultery, all instances of God's mercy. Luke, who gives us the Gospels for this year, is particularly careful to show that God's mercy extends to women as well as men. So, for instance, we have in the Gospels of Mark and Matthew, we have the raising of Jairus' daughter. Luke parallels that with the raising of the son of the widow of Naim. So, Jairus' daughter, male and female, and then in Luke, he adds the woman of Naim, female, and her son is raised to life. So Luke balances life given to men and women. There are a lot of feisty women in the Old Testament. Rebecca is a tremendous person. Abraham's servant comes looking for a wife for his son, and the first person he meets is Rebecca. She waters his camels, and there were a dozen camels. After three days in the desert, each of the camels will drink 20 gallons of, of water, and she draws water for the lot of them. That's a lot of water. And then she is asked whether she will be the wife of Isaac. And she says, yes, and I'll go right now. But she becomes rather nicely coy when she actually gets to Isaac and slips off her camel and draws a veil over her face. Another feisty woman is Judith, of course. Judith, when her town is being besieged by Holofernes, all the men there are scared stiff and, and in despair. She goes out and, with a classic honey trap, comes back 
with the opposing general's head in a bag and receives great acclaim because of that. In the New Testament, too, there are important women. Phoebe, who carried the letter to the Romans, Chloe, who sent her servants to Paul at Ephesus to tell him what was going on at Corinth and occasioned the first letter to the Corinthians, and so on, many of them. Jesus' relationships with women are lovely. He seems very much at home. There's the scene of the Syrophoenician woman who bargains with Jesus, or Jesus challenges her and says, it's not right to give the food of the children to the dogs. And she says, ha-ha, yes, but what about the crumbs under the table? And Jesus says, well done, I'll cure your daughter. Or the Samaritan woman. And there, Jesus and the Samaritan seem to be teasing each other. Jesus says, give me a drink. And she says, you, a Jew, ask me a Samaritan for a drink. And then he says, I could give you living water. You haven't even got a bucket, sir. Go and get your husband. I haven't got a husband. Dead right, you've had five men. Oh, she says, so you're a prophet, are you? And then it turns round, and she says, well, of course, we Samaritans worship on Mount Gerizim. You say you should worship in Jerusalem. And Jesus says, yes, but the time is coming when you can worship anywhere. She says the Messiah will explain all this. He says, well, I am the Messiah. So they're teasing each other. It's a gentle relationship. But more especially, the relationship of Jesus with the sinner, the woman who comes and weeps at Jesus' feet. That, I think, is very beautiful. She's contrasted with Simon the Pharisee, who has invited Jesus to a meal. He hasn't washed his feet. He hasn't greeted him properly. She lies behind him at his feet. Desperate, she bursts into tears. She weeps. She bathes his feet with tears and then wipes them with her hair and pours an alabaster pot of, of ointment over his feet, an expensive pot of ointment. He doesn't harass her. He doesn't ask her about her sins. He just forgives her. That is divine mercy, open, not intrusive, just letting her be at his feet contrasting her real love with the preoccupation with ritual from Simon. He says, this man, if he's a prophet, ought to know that she's unclean. But Jesus is not concerned about that. Then we come to this Sunday's Gospel, the woman taken in adultery. They bring her to Jesus, and the penalty should be that she's stoned to death. Jesus doesn't interfere with her, doesn't harass her, leaves her alone, he knows what she's thinking, and says, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. And then, giving them time to reflect, he bends down and writes in the dust. What does he write in the dust? Is he just doodling? It reminds me of a time when I was in the Holy Land and heard that the last leopard in the Judean desert had been shot, and I went down to see the leopard. I was told that the man who shot it had stuffed it and put it on his roof, so I went down to the village. And 
as I reached the village, I suddenly thought, how do I explain, with my very limited Arabic, that I want to see the leopard? So I met a village boy and drew the leopard in the dust. It's quite easy to draw a leopard. You just make spots and a vague outline of an animal. It's no use trying to growl like a leopard. What's the difference between the growl of a leopard and the growl of a lion? Anyway, the boy recognized it immediately. Jesus was drawing in the dust and giving them time to reflect. And then he shows divine mercy. He doesn't condemn. This woman has been caught in the very act of adultery. What does she feel? She feels guilty. She feels betrayed, perhaps. She feels vulnerable. She's ready to repent if something happens, if she's given the chance. So often we brazen something out, but she's ready to repent and she's taken to Jesus and he allows her to put this chance into practice. And she is presumably hugely grateful for that mercy shown to her. We judge ourselves by our reaction to Jesus, by whether we say yes or no. So the divine mercy is there and we can accept it or refuse it. And the woman accepts it. So that is divine mercy at work. Seeking to be merciful as our Heavenly Father is merciful, we pray our final prayer together. Loving Father, you are a God of mercy and compassion. We thank you for sending your Son Jesus into our world to show and teach us how to love. When we walk through the door of mercy during this holy year, may we open our hearts to you so that we may reflect your love, mercy and compassion in our families, communities and parishes. May we walk with Jesus through the streets of Galilee, comforting the sick, opening our arms to the little ones and sharing with the poor and searching out the marginalised in our society. May it be a year when barriers between us fall and reconciliation becomes possible. A year when our faith in your mercy is strengthened and we learn how to be your face of mercy in our world. Amen.